Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome to the Hope Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Marissa, and this is the podcast where we dive into everything from the effects of diet culture and how to free yourself from it, body image struggles and healing, and provide you with some no BS nourishment truths. Each episode, we're going to dig into one of these areas with trailblazing individuals and women who are also spreading similar empowering and positive messages in the health and wellness industry. And today, I've got my dearest friend ever, from the prairies, all the way from the prairies. I got Vicky here with me. Welcome, Vicky. <laughs> Hello. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Hell yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm excited to uh, chat with you today. Um, so Vicky is an intuitive eating counselor. She's also a fitness, nutrition, and meditation coach, and she is just doing all the good stuff in the industry. More of what we need, and um, we, me and Vicky go way back. <laughs> way you know, back way back into the uh, good old bodybuilding years which we're going to talk about um <laughs> we're going to talk about a lot of things today we're going to talk about some body image stuff some diet culture stuff um oh. vicky is really into you know healing your relationship with food as am i so we have a lot in common in that sense and we're also just going to talk about getting past limiting beliefs because a lot of us oh in this space are so you know we have fears and it's sometimes scary to pursue what you want to do or whatever it is so we're going to talk about that <laughs> yes oh I'm excited okay. talking about fears yes that's I'll a fear in it. its own <laughs> yeah it's true it's true we're going to get vulnerable today which yeah that's what we're here for and that's what people came to listen to us for so let's let's give the people what they want <laughs> let's give them what they want right um so yeah, I just want to give a little rendition of our relationship. So we, oh please, right? Let's just let's get <laughs> let it me together. hear it. <laughs> um, so we, oh god, what year would it have been? Maybe twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen? You know what? I feel like it was a a little bit earlier than that because it was before competing. It was like two thousand sixteen. True, true, true. Yeah. When we, so we met through, it was Get Ready Girls. This was yes. Andrea's, um, it was an amazing group for women. Um, and I don't even know how I stumbled upon her. I think I'm going to have to have her on the podcast too, actually. Now that oh, can. you have to. Oh, yeah. that'd be great. But um, she brought us together and yeah, it must have been before I even competed. I don't know. You must have done like a show or a couple maybe before. Me. Yeah, I think I did one uh prior or one or two prior to uh, you joining the year after but we were just working out together in that group yeah Yeah. just like connected through the group and then I know we it was my second show so we did a show together basically that's right yes that's where we kind of got closer because obviously we're going through this extreme sport and yeah. I still remember too I was actually working at Fabutan and I remember you came into Fabutan once and I was oh, right. Like, right and I was like oh my god this girl is shredded and I was like comparing myself to you but you were just like the sweetest person no. ever yeah but but that's also the sport right like you're just well, oh absolutely but you, it's it's fun to hear other people's renditions of interactions because yours is me walking in comparing myself right so it's interesting yeah totally and so we did the show together which was nice because we were like each other's support system and I still remember we were like eating candy backstage and yeah all the ridiculous things you do in a bodybuilding show but um (laughs) then after that I feel like we 
we didn't really stay in touch per se, but then for some reason, when I moved out to BC, we connected yeah. Snapchat and like the rest is history, but we basically Snapchat every single day. And I mean, you've been with me through a lot of my shitty times, like through my breakup, through my injury, you were there for me, like through everything. And I think now about it and like, we haven't even hung out in like <laughs> seven years, but it's just like, I feel Forever. like I feel like we do like it's the virtual space now right it's where our worlds come to so we're we're hanging out just not physically yeah true (laughs) um and I think it's cool that we came from that similar space of body image um struggles the bodybuilding like the diet culture to the next extreme and now we're both kind of in this coaching space of helping women and teaching them to step away from those things like whether you're have a past of competing or not it's like helping women to nourish their bodies uh show yourself more kindness kind of step away from identifying with your body like we're so alike in that sense um which I love like we've kind of grown together towards that which is so cool we really did and I like how uh like you said that it's it's that you don't have to be in the competition world to experience what we did it's it's so normal and it it shouldn't be so just just the fact that we were in a very competitive sport Mm -hmm. that brought on these these diet culture pressures and this this fear around food and saying that that major sport is seen in regular day life Mm -hmm. is bizarre I know. Yeah. It's like you said, it's unfortunate that it is normalized because a lot of the women I talk to are women who have never competed in their lives, but they are going through a lot of the things that I went through because of competing. And I'm like, how is this? It's almost like mainstream. I don't even want to say knowledge, but it's mainstream habits that are happening where women are binging, women are restricting, they're cutting out carbs, they're doing crazy cardio. And I'm like, why why are we doing this but it's um I mean yeah it's when that's the narrative of what you need to do to reach your goals or xyz whatever it's just heartbreaking to hear though and I'm sure you feel the same way because you you've been we've both been in it and it's like what is going on (laughs) well and there's a a little bit of a feeling like taken for a ride, you know, like you're, you're sold these ideas that this is what you need to do to be happy. And you need to be small and you need to have abs and you need to look a certain way, which just breeds this hate for yourself. Mm -hmm. But everything tells you that this is what you need. So you go and you do these things and you don't get what they told you you'd get. You're not happy. You don't love yourself. You're not doing anything of those things. And it's like, well, I want to curse. (laughs) Well, please do. (laughs) Am I allowed? You're allowed. Have at her. (laughs) Like, well, shit. Like I, I just, I put so much money into wanting to better myself and I feel like I've made it worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and you don't feel that right away. It's not eminent right away. Like you, you go through this phase of okay, I feel good because I'm small, but the internal battles that you're dealing with day in and day out and the imbalance, and you speak a lot on gut health and 
hormonal imbalances. And all of that is wreaking havoc slowly over time. So you may not even realize the effects of it so deeply at first. Oh, yeah. Until it gets to a, a, a too late. It's never too late, but it gets to a point where, okay, now I'm feeling it. But now I'm dealing with so much more. Totally. So and that's like, the thing too, right? And and then it's never enough. You're constantly chasing more and more and more. And yeah. oh. like, I, I relate that to the bodybuilding years because I remember like I got to my leanest ever, ever. Like I don't even think I had a smidgen of body fat on me, which is just, like yeah. disgusting to think about. And it was never enough. Like I thought I had more to lose. I still thought I wasn't lean enough. It's never enough. And you're chasing your tail and you're digging yourself into that deeper hole. And that's why, that's what diet culture wants us to feel like diets Mm. fail. And it's, you're constantly chasing your tail. It's never enough. You get to a certain point, but then, okay, you fail the diet because, well, you were meant to fail the diet all along and Mm -hmm. then you're in the cycle. And then like you said, you're never getting that actual happiness you thought you were going to get out of it because, I mean, it's never going to be what your body looks like that's going to give you that happiness. Oh my God, there's just so many things. Oh, it is, it's honestly like a, a big circle. And that's how it kind of feels like uh, as, a, as a coach, as a somebody trying to heal this part and, and rid the world of diet culture, it, it just feels like you're talking in circles sometimes because you are it all plays on itself so it's like it it, it can be frustrating sometimes but but you're doing good work and and we're doing good work here it's important yeah yeah and that's (laughs) we're chasing our tails well 100 and there's just so many crevices i kind of love that Mm. word i like that word (laughs) that's gonna be my new word here as soon as you said it i was like ooh. I got like a little shiver. I'm like, yeah, crevices. It's right in the feels, but that's exactly like the best way to put it because it's not only the body image you suffer from after, it's not only the food thoughts, the food obsession, the cravings, and then there's the internal health piece, there's the gut, the hormones, the just like there's just so much and it's never worth it, but it's hard to see that when you're in it. Like, for me, it took me. Yeah. Oh, oh that's. I, yeah. I started competing when I was what, 19 and I'm turning 26 now. So it probably took me six, I want to say honestly, six years to really get out of that state. Oh. And it's not to say that, that it's always going to take you that, yeah. but to really like just see from an outside perspective of how much harm those things are doing. It's like, whoa. Yeah. I, I, it's funny that you say six years because any, anybody I talk to and I, I do my timeline, it's six years for me too, mm-hmm. till I got to a point where I was ready to start switching my mentality was maybe sooner, yeah. but until I actually felt comfortable in my body, that's how long it took. That's how long the reverse effects took because you have this inner dialogue that's just so nasty and so negative and marketing and diet culture supports this and everything that you're surrounding yourself with is telling you something and you're and you're trying to go against that that's really difficult so that's why that's why I always say like you have to immerse yourself in a whole new life Mm -hmm. and that sometimes means unfollowing or 
getting rid of some friends that are supporting this. This doesn't mean that you have to not be friends with them, but if they're building this negative narrative about yourself and you, and they're making you feel bad about this body, maybe not intentionally, or it's not their fault, but this is what you're feeling from them. And in that time, I feel like you just need to get rid of all that. Mm-hmm. That means curating your social space, putting things around you that make sense, getting rid of magazines that sell you these quick fixes, these diets, these get rid of your body so you'll be happy kind of mentalities and ridding your life of it. Because the more you do that, the more you have space for this new cultivation that you're creating, this new relationship with food and and your body. So yeah, you have to get rid of a lot of that and, and a lot of the noise. And then yeah. when you feel strong and you feel good and you're like, okay, I realize that other people's actions, other things that are telling me these things, it doesn't matter because that's not what I'm trying to support. And I can say no, and I can not let them affect me as much. But until you feel that strength, you just need to back away from it, which means back away from friends and all of that, all of that stuff. So I still, to this day, Marissa, like, I will go through my social feed and there are some people and some coaches that I actually really like interacting with, but watching certain content, I feel icky. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't like this Mm -hmm. because what it does is now it's not making me second guess myself and my body. It makes me second guess what I'm doing as a coach. And that's not correct. What I'm doing is so purposeful and it's making an impact, but watching these other people do it the diet culture way and how schooling tells you and marketing tells you and everything to make money to sell somebody's body. I'm like, okay, am I doing it wrong? (laughs) But no, I'm not. So I, sometimes I still to this day will have to unfollow those people. And it's not because I don't like them. It's not because they're not good people, but it's because it's hard. It's making me fight me and I can't have that. I don't don't have space for it. There's no room. And that's part of it. It's like, it's, I saw something yesterday and it was like, it's also that abundance mindset, right? Like shifting away mm. from that, let, what, what can I take away? And this goes for like diet or body image or whatever. And more so what can I add into my life? And what you just said, yeah. there, it's like, you're becoming more in tune with what is a full body fuck yes. And what's mm-hmm. aligning with you anymore. And that's huge too. And I want to backtrack on what you said about the journey part, because I think that's important to highlight because for us, like, yeah, okay. It took several years to get out of that space. And I think it's just important to note that it's always going to be a journey. Like there's no quick fix. There's no like way to quicken up your timeline of how you heal or when you're going to feel confident and all these things. And that's our world, right? We're all about the quick fixes. We're all about the instant Mm. gratification. And for a lot of especially the women that I work with, they're like, is this normal? Like, I'm still feeling X, Y, Z about my body. Like, when am I going to feel X, Y, Z? And it's just like, there's no set timeline. And I know for me, it was just a roller coaster. Like, it's okay to have those lows. And then maybe some days you have those highs and it's okay to go through those rough patches and feel like you're not moving forward, but like truly you are, because if you're having yes. thoughts, like you're actually moving forward through them. Um, yes. So I just wanted to make it super clear that like, don't feel intimidated by maybe it's going to take you a long time to get to where you want to be, but like, wouldn't you rather take the time to heal and actually get to a point in your life where Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life, you can just enjoy your life. Like I would, yeah, you're so right. 
I would do everything again, even if I knew it was going to take me six years, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to do it because it's either six years of maybe like ups and downs and twists and turns to get to this place. I would take that any day over the cycle of hating myself and then shrinking myself and then whatever like that looks like for the rest of my life. Hell no. I would never, ever, ever choose that. (laughs) Me neither. But, and you know what? I wanted to, I wanted to kind of highlight while you're in that, in that space of like the time frame because yeah like if I was me back in the day and I looked at like six years that's a long time you know and that can deter you but when you think about it every step along my journey whether it was six months or a year I was slowly getting to a point where I wanted to be I didn't even know that this was an area or a space I wanted to be in with myself with my body with food I had no idea So a year in, I was like, oh, I'm so much more happier. You're still feeling the facts. You may have different sort of battles, like Mm -hmm. with your body image, different sort of questions that you're asking yourself. But a year in, I was already like, this is where I want to be. Two years in, I'm like, yeah, this is where I want to be. So if you're continuously doing that in six years down the road, every year I'm saying, this is where I want to be. And you're reflecting back. It's just improving slowly over time. Yeah. So it's not the fact that it took us six years, right? It's like those every single markers. year got better. Yeah. Those small yeah. markers are meaningful. And that's almost like when you just focus on one day at a time, like every day adds up and yeah. it's getting away from that big, scary outcome. It's like, don't focus on the outcome. Don't even focus on where you need to be in a month. Like just focus on today Yes. and win today. And even if that just looks like, okay, I realized something I need to do better. Like that in itself is a win right? Yeah. And and you don't know until you live, like you have to change and change your mindset and your habits, but then also live your life and realize that certain things are going to trigger you and come up and make you feel emotional. And when those do happen, that's when you're going to start dealing with those sorts of questions. So I feel like the longer you go, the less this sort of happened for me. I'm not sure if it happened for you, but I notice different things in different phases of my life that I'm asking myself. Like even um, I was like, honestly, most of my journey, I was single. I was six, six years of being a single mom. It was longer than that. But when I started my journey to, to better my relationship with food, it was six years of being a single mom and handling my business and doing this. And now I'm finding this whole time. I didn't, I didn't have a partner and now I do. Right. And now I'm finding different questions I'm asking myself, not with my relationship, but with myself, Mm. because I was in a toxic space the last time I was in a relationship. So now I'm in a safe space. So now I'm, I'm realizing different insecurities that I have with my body and different thoughts and different questions. So it's interesting because you can live your whole life. And then all of a sudden you're thrown into a different situation with yourself and your body and your, your whole makeup. You're like, oh, I'm back and I'm asking myself questions and I'm getting this feeling again. So it's interesting. Is it you're just just continuously learning? So true. It's life. It's not a quick fix. That's such a, <laughs> that's such a good point to make, and I think that can honestly be relatable for any aspect of your life, even if it's not body image or mm. getting out of diet culture. But it's like with anything you're going through shit's always going to happen. Like life is never going to be always sunshine and rainbows. Shit's going to hit the fan. And it's like, 
how can you better not only adopt a mindset of like, okay, if this happens, so be it, I will navigate through it. Like life doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. And so looking at those situations, and if we are talking about the specific body image topic of, like you said, things are going to come up because they're meant to. And it's like in those situations, it's giving you a chance to now plow through a new roadblock that maybe you didn't even know was there. And those things had to come up and be triggered. And that's like, I know so many women are so hard on themselves for, oh, I messed this up or I really didn't do this this week. But it's like, but that's okay. Like maybe that actually had to happen for you to have this realization of what you need to do now or what actually is for you and it's like and like how I'm not sure about you but like when you're when I'm dealing with clients and they're telling me these certain things are coming up I'm like I do this to myself sometimes what you're doing when I'm helping coaching you through I notice I do that to myself sometimes I still have to catch myself and yeah. coach myself through we're only human right like it happens yeah it's just it happens to everyone it's just the way you deal with it and move forward with it because you can dwell on it and think that you're failing and totally berate yourself or you can be like okay well like shit happens I'm human I'm gonna move forward from this and tomorrow's a new day like that's all anyone can do I love that and it's it's interesting because the mindsets that we have now I couldn't have even imagined like if somebody were speaking the way we're speaking now and, and very aware and enlightened about our body and food um I would, <laughs> I, I would be, I'd be like, what the heck? Like, I'm like, I'm not there. I'm like, I don't need to be there. And, and I, I don't want to kind of fought it. But the thing is, is it is proven and shown in results of research that over your habits that you do over time around food in your body changes the psychology and how you think of certain things. Mm. So when you start changing your habits, whether that feels good in that moment, you are making an impact for a, a future you to open your mind to this way of thinking. It's really cool when you, when you dive into that aspect of health and, and nourishing your body to feel good is doing these sorts of habits feeds your mindset and the way that it completely alters the way you look at certain things. Yeah. So to open your awareness, you got to treat yourself good. You got to do that, that, shit work (laughs) that you don't want to do like laying in bed all day would feel so great but getting up and moving would probably help you long term and change the way your brain works like yeah it's so messed up no it but it makes total sense and on the other spectrum of that too like for people who have a hard time resting it's like it's okay Mm. so if you're always go 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 like I work with so many women who are go 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 and never Mm. take or like Oh my God, I got to get my 10K steps in no matter what. And it's like, it's okay. Oh, to you're right. Oh God. It's Can okay. we talk about that 10K steps oh. thing? I really just want to dick punch that <laughs> fucking 10. It doesn't know what you need, homegirl. It does not. You're like, <sighs> you like, listen, some days I get 14,000 steps. Some days I get 10. Most days, if I'm working, I'm getting five or maybe two. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not going to beat myself up about it because your life fluctuates just like your body, but 10,000 steps, that whole narrative. No, (laughs) a lot of of that narrative. There's just so many narratives that it's like, no, like, please stop. Like, yeah, it's always turning 
if something other than your body and your intuitive responses. Exactly. It's it's no longer trust. Like, don't trust your body. Don't yeah, listen. Because an expert in the field had said this. Yeah. But you know, science proves how our bodies work. It's not necessarily the way we need to use to alter the way our body sends us messages, because that's just going to fuck shit up. Yeah. And a lot of the times it's just when you can tune back into what you're feeling. I feel like the most amazing superpower that I've gained and that I think is just empowering for all women is to be able to know when you're reaching that point where, okay, I need a, I need a chill day. I need to just do nothing or I need to just like hang back or tuning into when you need to like talk to someone or when you need help or when you need the alone time it's just like ugh. when you can just know what you need that in itself it's hard to get back to that trusting and that goes for food and movement and hunger and fullness and all those things too but it's just like your own intuition we've lost touch of that so hard most yeah. And it's honestly the most natural thing we can do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like before there were uh, easy access to food, we didn't have these ledgers that told us this is what we need to eat. We just fed our bodies with what we needed, what task we needed to do that day, whether we are a hunter or a gatherer or any sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it was feed our bodies, nourish it, for what makes us feel good Mm. because back in the day when they were like oh you need to eat some of this young one because this is going to make you feel energized Mm. not this is going to make your body smaller this is going to make you an appropriate size where you're accepted in society it was you need to live and this is how you're going to live and thrive so that you can provide for our community yeah so it's like could you imagine if like our ancestors was like yep you gotta fit into your robe better there home girl like dude like i wish i was a woman times would have been so much simpler i would rather man amazon woman let me let me just grow my hair and braid my armpits and you know eat food oh my god and not shame myself for being hairy literally um okay I'm getting my little message here that we're running out of time but we're gonna oh. touch on a few I know my freaking zoom um that's okay <laughs> um okay I do want to touch a bit on the limiting beliefs because I think that's such a good topic for a lot of women especially um so I know you are a single mother and you just kind of expressed how obviously you had to do so much on your own which like I can't even imagine um but you're literally the strongest woman I know so I know you kicked ass even when maybe it's just true dude like you're no you're friggin you're a queen that's yeah you're don't make me cry on your podcast that was the goal actually I really wanted to get you start sobbing um no I can't talk when I cry (laughs) that's strategy um yeah and like you started your own business and obviously you had to face a lot of your own fears which is amazing and I know for me like just as your friend you've helped me through so many things and just supported me and like you're just such a good person and I know when I was going through the worst of my breakup like in any of the times where I was like second guessing myself or whatever it was um you know how the story goes but you Mm -hmm. were there for me and you were just like you're doing all the right things you're healing 
you're asking yourself the right questions and you just, um, yeah, I'm just so grateful that you were there for that part of my journey, but, um, tell us a bit about your ride through like facing your fears and like, I mean, yeah, you've got your own business. So like how a little, little nutshell, so we don't get cut off. (laughs) Okay. So my little limiting beliefs really sprouted from childhood. Like when I really dug into it and and I had all these things I was saying to myself, I got to such a low point that I just knew that I needed to do something for myself or else I would probably be on the streets. Like there was points I was looking to food banks to help myself. And I was just in a really dark spot to, to help my family. And I was on my own. And I thought if I am on my own and I'm supporting my kids, I'm the only one that can get myself up and do this. Nobody else can tell me. And it was just a point that I decided. And I was like, you know what? I got to, I got to do something. And a lot of my limiting beliefs came from um, my mom being really hypercritical of me. And um, then I, I found myself in a toxic relationship and they were manipulative and abusive, very narcissistic traits. And I was, am I good enough to do this on my own? And who am I to think that I can do something like this? And like, I'm a nobody. Mm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make a difference. Like, how am I gonna make a difference? And I feel like I hid a lot of what was going on in my life because I believed success was being in a relationship. And I believed that success was, being happy in that relationship and showing everybody how happy that was. And even though I was struggling, I still portrayed this image and I couldn't admit to people that, that it went wrong. Mm. Like I am the positive one. I'm supposed to be telling people how you do better in your life and my life's falling apart. Who am I? So to really, I can relate to that so hard it's oh. like that imposter syndrome that comes up because it's like yes. I shouldn't be struggling this hard like I'm supposed to be helping other people whatever it is yes. busy. and like yeah I felt that too I feel that and that's a super that makes you so much more valuable as a coach yeah, well, life experience yeah because whether you're going through that or not your value doesn't change the knowledge and the investment you made into that knowledge doesn't change you're still helping people and the fact that you can go and be like hey listen I I know how that feels Mm -hmm. and I'm going to help you with how I work through it and people are going to pick that up or people aren't yeah but the ones that will are the ones that are meant to to follow you and meant to get help from you they work like you do that's why there's so many of us coaches. It, we are, there's a different T for everyone. Yeah. So people who may gravitate towards me may not gravitate towards you. People who gravitate towards you may not gravitate towards me because we have different sort of coaching styles, even though we're supporting the same movement. Yeah, totally. So limiting beliefs are going to come up regardless. And what helped me was knowing that. And just affirming that to myself and how you were saying, like, when you were going through a hard time, you reached out. All I did was listen Mm -hmm. and validate what you're already feeling. Mm -hmm. So we need to do that for ourselves. Like, yeah, I feel like shit. Of course I do. But I don't have to feel like shit for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. 
So what can I do? And for me, the answer was just consistently working on my gratitude. That's where I started and being grateful for what I had already, not comparing because people can get comparison mixed up with gratitude. Like, oh, I should be grateful for this because other people don't have as much. No, because it's not a comparison. It's not, it's not a competition. So just gratitude for what I already had and being happy with where I was and that it wasn't my final destination. That really helped me get over my limiting beliefs. I love that. The journey. And that's the thing. Like it brings us back to that point of life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. And when you're going through things like that, hell yeah, it's hard. And it's not to say that it doesn't suck because it does, but it's leading you to where you're meant to go. And I also love thinking like life is never going to give you something you can't handle or take on like whatever is Mm -hmm. happening to you you can push through it and again there's no timeline there's no like who's to say it's not going to take you longer than you maybe wanted it to but yeah you can get through it um and I just think yeah it makes you a stronger person you can like you said Mm -hmm. you have empathy towards others you gain so much more knowledge it's like that like you have so much wisdom and that's exactly why I life baby the school of life life literally life um that's why I value so much as you as a friend because it doesn't even matter if we necessarily like see eye to eye on something like you just like you said you validate what the other person is going through which is huge because for me for probably over a year I I had the influence of my feelings weren't right or Mm, yeah I didn't feel validated ever and so just having that like you were a big part in my healing journey so I love you oh I'm so glad I could have been there for that honestly and like uh, I feel like I've gone through my hard times too whether that was a relationship ending or not when you were there Mm -hmm. and you were always there for me so we provide each other with different sorts of wisdom and I know that when I'm going through a certain thing that you're the friend that I turn to when I'm thinking negatively or when I'm thinking negatively about myself. Right. Because you sometimes you just need to ask a friend what their view on you is because you're constantly saying that you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And then when you see yourself of how your friends see you, you're like, wow, okay. It may be uncomfortable <laughs> if you're not used to compliments or um, you, you feel like you don't deserve them it feels icky and you're like, Oh, don't compliment me. I don't deserve this. But, uh, that's, that comes down to asking yourself a few questions. I wanted to say, we're going to get before (laughs) I wanted to say before that. uh, Oh no. Now I'm like rushing. So now I'm I'm, like losing my words. (laughs) We are going to, we're going to do another episode 100% Taylor. I didn't know this was going to cut us off, but to anyone listening. Yeah. Just, make sure you curate your environment to support, be supportive and uplifting. And I think that's like the yeah. biggest message that we talked about today. Vicky's Absolutely. back on 100%. Thank you so much. Um, go follow her because she's an absolute gem on Instagram. Oh. I'll, I'll add your handle in our little descriptor and um, we're going to do this again. This you was guys. so amazing. I, know. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. Give us a follow and a like and uh, let's just keep getting nourished together. Yeah, let's <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Nourishing with food, mind, and body, baby. Hell yeah.